You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back for another exciting canceled edition of Six Rings Pod. And no, no, we're not canceled. We're rolling on stronger than ever. But Bill Belichick liked what he saw so much from the first two days. of How much did he like it, Andy? He liked it so much that he went to the Celtics game and then canceled the third and final day of mandatory. Although I guess if you had a female player, they'd let her be there. It's not just for men. Mandatory minicamp practice at Gillette Stadium. But we didn't totally uh, run out of things to talk about. Because day two, we'll get to that in segment two. But Mac Jones, in lieu of practice, mm-hmm. held a Zoom call on Thursday because players were at Gillette Stadium. You know, obviously, they don't totally free and clear. You got to do some strength and conditioning and some workouts and some meetings. Um, but they were not on the field. And thank God, because it was pouring and it was hellacious. But I want to start with Mac. And again, that's Nick Fitzy Stevens. I'm Andy Hart. And he's Chris Scheim. Hi. Which. Hi. I feel like is appropriate because we have to talk Mac. That means Shime is going to be very opinionated in this segment. Always, baby. Um, I, 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 like most Patriots fans, am looking forward to this segment, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, I love this segment because I loved what I saw from Mac Jones over the first two days of practice. I don't know how much that played into day three being off, the individual accomplishments of your quarterback in his second year, and the offense's evolution uh, in shorts and T-shirts mm-hmm. on the training camp practice fields. But I also want to talk about what Mac said today and – The air of um, simplistic confidence that I see developing. Like, I see... Simplistic confidence? Simplistic confidence. I I hated that band. I will give... It is a... I'm not even a music guy, and that'd be a pretty good band name, Simplistic Confidence. Um, One of his quotes today, because we're talking a lot about the offense and the scheme and the coordinators and the dumbing down of it, a phrase that Isaiah Wynn used to talk about the streamlining that Bill Belichick talked about mm. in terms of terminology. But Mac Jones put it away that I, I really love. And it's sort of the offensive version of Ty Law once used to just say, hey, Teddy, Brewski, are we running man or zone? That's all I need to know, right? It's that simple for Ty Law. I'm just going to cover the guy in front of me one way or another. Well, Mac Jones today said, you either run it or you throw it. It's really that simple. Oh, that's wow. so good to hear. Andy, you know I what this immediately reminds me of? What this immediately reminds me of, and it's funny that Matt Patricia has come back to the Patriots. He's rematriculated his way back to Foxborough because when he left in 2017, following that, I'll say it, piss-poor performance defensively in Super Bowl 52, one of the things I remember come this time of year, entering into the 2018 season, was Zeus Hightower talking about how then defensive coordinator. I don't know necessarily if he had the title back then, but he talked about B flow simplifying things. It was like, you know, we're just going to like, we're just going to get after it. And and that was kind of one of the hallmarks of the 2018 Patriots defense. It was simplified. It was far more aggressive. And ultimately it was one of the contributing factors to them making an unlikely Super Bowl run and getting a sixth championship. 
And this is one of the storylines that I think we kind of touched on um, unwittingly on Tuesday when we were just talking about, is all this talk about the coaching missing the point? Is it really just about talent? Like, they're going to be as good as their talent. Can they run the ball? Can they throw the ball? Do they have playmakers? And I think to some degree, Mac is talking about that as well. Like, we can scheme this all up, and you guys can all fixate on all this crap. And, you know, funny, after him was Devin McCourty, and he even talked about how he used to joke with Josh McDaniels. He would look at his call sheet and be like, why do you guys need all those words to run one freaking play on offense? Because defense isn't really like that. It's a lot simpler. There's like a blitz keyword. There's like a coverage keyword in the front. Like it's pretty simple. And it does seem, and Bill even referenced the 2019-20 seasons of streamlining the defense. And now they're going through the same process on the offense. My question is, is Mac Jones and the offense good enough to be that simple? Like Bill used to always say when he was with the New York Giants, he would call one defense. There'd be a front and there'd be a coverage. You know why? They were that damn good. They didn't need to trick anybody. Lawrence Taylor was coming after you. They had big linebackers like Pepper Johnson. Like, they had everything they needed to play, just play football. And I think this gets back to our Tuesday conversation. Mac is is sort of voicing what we t- – are they just good enough to play football? Yeah, I uh, I don't buy that. I just – I think this is – I thought this was the team that, that had no days off. Like, I thought that was, like, the whole thing. We're just – don't they have an indoor uh, practice facility? Like, what are we doing? Why, well, they never go is, inside. They would not have been inside today, other than lightning. But for rain, they would have been outside. But so, like, so yeah, this was just, called uh, off. Bill, this wasn't a weather issue. Right. Sean. Bill this was, was out late last night, and he called it off. He's done this a million times. He also went longer yesterday, so most of us reporters yeah. were actually expecting today to be off. But even still, this offense cannot afford any days off. I, I, they are not good enough to be just simple. It's not. How do you good. know that? Because they don't have enough talent to be that good. How do we this know is that? not this is not Tom Brady, Randy Moss, and Wes Welker, where it's like, hey, Wes, Wes running out, Randy just run a streak. I'm gonna hit one of you. I mean, like, it is- isn't, but they also weren't that until they played in September. There were a lot of questions about how much they overpaid to get Wes Welker and how much mm-hmm. Randy Moss was D U N done. Or how about the fact that they didn't let Randy Moss even be seen in the preseason as it turned out because they realized they had a secret weapon and they didn't want anyone to get any ideas as to how they could cover him or what they might be dealing with. But that's then, and this is now, Shime. 15 years later, you say they don't have enough talent. They're no, not good enough to take a day off enough. in June. How do, so how then do they you, shouldn't even play this year. What, I mean, no, how, I'm not saying that. How, all of us, wait, hold on, hold on. Is this all in reaction to the December slide and the playoff debacle? Because no. I mean, this, they still we're talking about this team like they went three and fourteen last season. They were because ten and you seven. See the rest of the AFC. Your best offseason signing was Terrence Mitchell. It That's was what you not. Did this offseason. It wasn't. He was far from the best signing this offseason. Who was the best signing then? Jabril Peppers. Peppers. Oh, so okay. Sorry, so much better, Jabril Peppers. That's so that's your Jabril best Peppers signing. Okay, he's no Devont. Yeah, he's no he's Devontae he's Parker. Not, he's no Tyreek Hill. I get it. He's, he's not no, like a top end safety, which you already had a bunch of safeties anyways. And if like, you watch the defense last year from December first through the playoff disaster, you realize they need more talent, especially in the back end. Not they need at speed safety. and explosiveness. You need, more, you need talent at corner, which you lost your best defensive player. By the way, he left in free agency. Who? 
you could have paid and chose not to. And we had him. And how many? And how many times? How many times did Steph Diggs reach across the lunch table and say, "That sandwich looks delicious, JC. Allow me to have some." That happened quite often. He's going to continue to do that this year. Like you didn't, you didn't do anything to address that problem. If you see it as a problem, like it, it. they didn't do anything on offense to to make the offense better. They brought in Devontae Parker, who's played one mm-hmm. full season in his entire career. That's what you did on offense. Mm-hmm. And, and you traded away, arguably, arguably your best player on offense in Shaq Mason just to draft a guy out of UT Chattanooga with the 28th overall pick or whatever it was. You could not be more dismissive of this team in this season. And this Andy, team is going to stink. Fall. Get you know ready. What? They Andy. are going to stink. Oh, I'm, I'm here for so... it. Bookmark it. Oh. Bookmark it. I, I wanted uh, at the like Somebody peed in his seven and a half, at the seven no, and a half minute mark. Shime said it. Andy, uh, earlier we came up. You said simplistic confidence describing yep. Mac Jones. I want to now also coin. We got to have a lot of T-shirts, a lot of hashtags, a lot of expressions on this show. Preemptively dismissive is the new hashtag for Shime. Like, this Here's, is exactly... No, I have, you I have, have written them off. Line. It is Sim- not even summer. Go ahead. Simplest, simplistic ineptitude. It's simple because their offensive coordinators don't know what they're doing. Oh, my... I'm, I'm okay. so I'm so, so let's, ready. Let's, let's transition into that. Uh, it's my job to keep this on the tracks, which Good is job. a job that I am ill-prepared for. I'm the Matt Patricia of hosts in this <laughs> role. Andy, um, do you know, hey, hold on. Do you not think... Just give me 10 seconds here. Do you not think that there is enough... Again, I keep saying that they don't have... One single, like, holy smokes, how are we going to game plan around and or for this guy? He's going to keep the defensive team up all night leading up to Sunday. Do you not think this team, if the offensive line is healthy, the running backs are out there, and you got this, like, Vegas buffet of pass catchers, that they don't have enough complementary talent if Mac Jones makes a significant step forward with this simplistic confidence in year two to actually score lots of points or keep up in this league? Do we, are we, are we looking at 0-17 right here? This is insane. If ifs or fifths, we'd all be drunk. Good transition. Um, one transition that Mac was very open about was, and it, we were, we talked about it the other day, Bill's been very hands-on with the offense. Right. Everybody was all icky balooky because he was snapping to Mac and all that, blah, 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 um, which David Andrews took some shots and said Belichick's technique was uh, suspect at best. But Mac said, right point blank, last year he was more with the defense. This year he's very hands-on with the offense. So Mac is seeing what we sort of surmised that Bill would be more active with the offense because of the transition in the coaching staff there. Now, I will say the final day of minicamp practices, he could not have been less active with the offense, the defense, or the special teams. Wasn't he talking to some college coach? Banda. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his first name. He's the Utah State Defensive Coordinator, B-A-N-D-A. I've never, other than maybe Mike Lombardi, I don't know that I've ever seen Bill spend as much time just talking to a visitor to practice. Ephraim Banda, yes. Um, Also was at Miami in the past as a defensive coordinator, I think, under Manny Diaz. But he got as much time talking. And I also thought it was he was talking a lot. This was not like he was just listening to the the gospel of Belichick. Um, So that was interesting. But it also just gave the vibe of you guys got it. Defensively, you guys got it. So Steve Mayo, you guys got it. And then offensively, same format that we've seen. If it's seven on seven, it's 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 Judge calling the plays. If it's full team, it's Patricia calling the plays. But I want to get down to this idea of the dumbing down that that Isaiah Win, and we'll talk a little bit more about Win in a separate issue mm-hmm. in the second segment. But the dumbing down, and is that out of necessity, 
Is it out of opportunity? Like how, what is your perception of this idea that they're dumbing it down and simplifying the offense? I don't think it's out of necessity at all. Uh, I don't think Bill Belichick and his crew would recruit a team full of dummies uh, that he's put together 90 people in preparation for paring it down to a team of 53 idiots or people that don't understand his concepts or what the modern game is but all what about. What if it's I, not the players that are the dummies? What if it's not the players that you need to simplify it for? All right. Let's hold on. We're, we're taking a 100-foot view. I want to pull up to a 30,000-foot view. Why in the world? Like, seriously, do we really think Bill Belichick is so out of touch or so arrogant or so completely lost in his own, as I call them, obtusely Belichickian ways, Shime, that this man honestly would put together a team that sucks and a bunch of coaches that don't know what they're doing? My, my thing is with the coaches. I am. T- that's why. That's why I simply ask the question. And I mean. We've all known Belichick to be very arrogant over mm-hmm. the last 20 plus years. So, I mean, the arrogance mm-hmm. thing is, is there, <laughs> but I, I just like, it's I, just because he was great for 20 years. Doesn't mean he's going to continue to be the greatest ever in the next five years. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like people get worse with time and age and years sure. catch up to you sometimes mm-hmm. and different it. The, the NFL changes. They go, it goes in right. cycles. It goes in waves. Like I, just because he's been good doesn't mean he'll continue to be great. And, he, and so I don't, I don't trust Matt Patricia. I don't trust Joe judge. And it's not just what they did with Belichick the last time they were here. It's what they went out and did on their own. And they still stunk. And, but, uh, and so sometimes I'm you have to go out and fall down, fail, and then come back like, uh, you know, with a, and take the humility in stride and improve upon your own misgivings and the opportunities you had previously in the way that you pissed it away with these other teams. I and just can't great. believe, and I understand, but listen, and Bell, Bell has taken his offense. lumps over the last couple of years in 2020. He did not have what seemed like a, a reasonable, if not qualified succession plan for Tom Brady last year, they went out and bought a lot of competitive components for their team. And yet still they fell apart. And there were a lot, there were more moments that I heard Andy complaining about necessarily. So saying it was one of the worst coaching jobs they did. But I understand all that. I just cannot fathom for the life of me the the football loving algorithm that is Bill Belichick's brain, uh, uh, a vintage model that it may be not being able to take everything that's happened the last couple of years, watch the way that the league has improved and or evolved and then find ways to either defend it or score against it or just basically improve his own team. I just can't buy it. That's fine if if you think like schematically he can do that, but what has he done talent-wise to be able to combat those things? Because when I look at it, you got run off the field by Buffalo and you did nothing to to help your defense get better to to defend them. You and got now rid of your old man linebackers, you got rid of you got, like the yeah, old and, man and replaced it with what? Younger uh, like guys, younger, younger linebackers guys. that are exciting yeah, that you know nothing about. And then what did you do at defensive back? When you talk about Steph Diggs taking lunch, what did Malcolm you do Butler came back? Super Bowl yes. hero, baby. Yeah, Malcolm Butler, the Malcolm like Butler redemption play, tour. Didn't play football last year. He had personal so, issues. It doesn't matter. He still didn't play. I do too. Yeah, yeah I, I we have all a do lot actually. Of and issues. you drafted two young cornerbacks who could turn out to be two young studs, or they could be the next version of Wheatley and Wilhite. We'll see, Shime. We okay. will I, I, see. But sure. Can I over? I want to dumb this podcast down. Although I'm not sure that's possible at this point. I want to take uh. it to the absolute list, absolutely lowest common denominator. And 
right, it's Mac right Jones. here. You're talking to him. What it's Mac it? Jones. And he was asked his final question of the press conference today. And I believe he's done this, but I'm glad he was asked if he's done this. Have you taken ownership of this offense? Is this Mac Jones's offense? And he said, yeah, the whole point of being a quarterback is to lead the guys around you. And we all know in the NFL, it really is that simple. If you have the right quarterback, both as a leader and as a playmaker, that is like 80% of the goal. Now it's just filling in around him. As Bill said for Brady, you know, for the last 20 years, every decision we made was about making it work with Tom. What was best for Tom? Because what's best for Tom is best for the Patriots. You're in Mac Jones land. And he had two really good days of minicamp. Does that matter? Hell no. They had shorts on, they have helmets on, and they are not allowed to really touch each other, although they kind of did, and he made plays. That's a good sign. I like his energy. I think he's bringing a, an energetic leadership to the field. He's you know celebrating with his teammates, but correcting his teammates. And isn't that what matters more than almost anything else? But like you said, we always did what was in the best interest of supporting Tom and making the team the best they can around yep. Tom. Do you really believe that he's done that? I don't know. Trading I, away Shaq Mason. The questions not are really legitimate. bringing in. Like, yeah. And the Shaq Mason one is the toughest one. That is, that is, that the Shaq Mason one, I understand if that is a bridge too far or a hurdle impossible to clear for all of us because when Pro Football Focus says this guy is the fifth best guard in the NFL and also the highest rated player on your team, he's in the top 40 of all NFL players, and you discard him for a fifth round pick so you can shed some salary and quote unquote get out early. But he I, did it to Brady. He traded Logan Mankins, the same position to the same And team. Logan Mankins was done within two years. I understand that. Brady is the... He wasn't like, done, though. He no. would have made the Patriots better on the offensive line that year if he stayed. And they you know, won the effing Super Bowl, then, so it doesn't matter. But then you can't tell me but that no, everything he does the is in the best interest better of the with team. Logan Mankins, and their quarterback had a hissy fit and grew a beard to protest the move. So they have made moves that weren't necessarily on the surface, superficially right. beneficial to Tom Brady over his 20 years, right? But you ju- yes, but you just told me that that's what he's always going to do. So he just lies to us. That's not what See, he's always. No, gonna I do. think in his mind he he takes you know he goes like that street in San Francisco. He goes back and forth and figures out a way to say, "Yep, this is actually in the best interest of the quarterback." That, but to me, it's just about the quarterback. If Mac Jones takes the year two jump, and I had a large argument, you should have recorded a podcast when I was arguing with about six different reporters where he should rank in the NFL yesterday on the sidelines at minicamp practice and. If he isn't 18th, where a lot of people put him, I think Sims put him there. I think, I don't know, whoever the other list is that we quoted when we had that that podcast. If he isn't 18th, then, and he's like 12th or 10th, Patriots yeah. going to have a good year. Guess what? If he isn't 18th, and all of a sudden he's trailing Tua and some of the other, like, maybes are kind of good, and he's like 24th best quarterback, Shime's right. You're porked. You're done. You're toast. 18, you're porked. You're not a playoff team. No, they won't be a playoff team, but I'm look, guys, first off, people like Thank that you, are ranking quarterbacks. Saying. Chris Sims just called Tom. They have no talent and they shouldn't even play a game. That's Chris no, Sims that's just called Tom saying. Brady the eighth best quarterback. So all of these, yeah, all of these rankings. Nobody listens to Chris Sims. I, I, I know, I know, I know. Mac Jones, all right, just the same way that you went on the record earlier. There's a lot of bookmarks. This is a, this we're, this is the taking receipts episode of Six Rings right here. The, uh, Freezing Cold Takes should be a sponsor or tuned in. Uh, or maybe they'll enjoy some of the video clips released thereafter. I'm going on the record right now to tell you, Mac Jones will finish within the top 13 of all NFL quarterbacks rankings-wise, which means that they're going to have a very good shot. I, 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 what? 
Right, like there's no such Stats list. Yards, I, oh my touchdowns. God, no. There's like, no he such has, list. He have a hey, dipsticks, let me finish. If he's ranked 18th right now or presumably like preemptively ranked 18th best by whatever list it was that we read off on a few pods ago, I'm saying he'll finish 12th or better. So I think he's going to finish a good what what's wrong with that? What's wrong what what should no I say? List like so I could go post a list and say Mac is 24th. You're wrong, Fitzy. Like no, wait, Andy, I'm discussing no this si- did we did we or did we not discuss a quarterback's ranking a quarterback rankings list yeah, like as a few a weeks talking ago? Point not as like we can bet on it. It's an I know, list. and I'm just offering up the fact that I believe he will finish higher than 18th, thereby giving yeah, the on Patriots your a chance to make the, have him in the top mine, five. mine, yes, mine. Yeah, he'll my have list. Him in the top five QB, and he won't be anyway. Uh, speaking of things that are long and can useless, we get it? Can we that get was a, a massive a, first segment of this a headache sponsor on this talk. friggin' podcast? I love it when we come into a podcast and we're like, we're not really sure the direction this is going to take. We got a few bullet points and we'll just yep. kind of veer off from there. And it was off the wheels at like the, the 15 minute mark. Well, into as soon the as I opened mark. my mouth. But Mac Jones talked today. Mac Jones is having a great spring. And Mac Jones, I think we can all agree, is a key centerpiece of this offense, maybe as much or more so than the coaching. 12th best. Okay. So now as we delve into the second segment of this Six Rings pod, and as always, interact with at Six Rings pod on Twitter or Six Rings pod at gmail.com. And someday we will have video so you can see the stupid things that Fitzy does in the background while I'm trying to keep this show on course. 